welcome to the Joel Fleischman Happy Hour Podcast, <laughs> episode number 84. Uh, we have uh, DMD with us here. We have Patrick McMahon, Sean McMahon, Kim Mather. Appreciate you guys uh, taking the time. Um, somebody here made a big boo-boo and not including <laughs> Joel Fleischman on his own Happy Hour Podcast. So uh, we have the DMD folks here without Joel. Paging Joel Fleischman. Joel Fleischman, <laughs> paging Joel Fleischman. So yeah, appreciate you guys uh, being here today. Joel Fleischman, where are you? We got Patrick drinking uh, some Central Waters. Uh, what do you got there? I got the Honey Blonde Ale. Honey Blonde Ale. So we appreciate Central Waters. Appreciate Central Waters. Good stuff. Uh, providing the beer. We got the Drexel Light over here. We got some of the horse medicine from last year. And yeah, I know we've had this one on the books uh, a few different times. <laughs> That's why we're still here. Uh, and then making a big boo boo and not having Joel here. But um, want to thank you guys for coming. Um, just kind of talk about, I guess. What you guys are doing right now? Obviously, fast forward. It's been six months now since the since you guys have come on board and kind of well, what I guess what maybe we should talk right about the excitement about that, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the fact that six months ago, uh, McMahon and Company, right? We uh, we operated for 26 years prior to December 30th of 22 as McMahon and Company wholesale distributors, and now we are part of the Drexel family of, of manufacturing you know, under Drexel Systems. And now we, Drexel has their own manufacturing operation for millwork. So we, we do our own interior doors, exterior doors, pre-finish all this stuff. So we're happy to be part of the family. Awesome. Yeah. 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 You guys got anything to add in terms of? He said it. I mean, as McManning Company, we're strong legacy. Um, I think it's, it shows great um, accolades to not only us as McMahon's, but the Drexel family. We didn't, nobody left during the transition. Sure. Um, obviously, McMahon Company started by our father. We took over. We've got other, a third generation is in there, and they're pretty important. I've got two kids involved in it. Um, Patrick has a, a son is involved in it in the summertime. So um, all really big parts of it. And I think from a crew, from a production crew, it's been outstanding. I actually say it because um, we do Shuby tours every other Wednesday when they come through. And you know, as a new employee, they come through and it's, it's, it's a, it, they're nervous. You know, they should be. Start, I mean, think about it. We were nervous. Yep. Um, starting a new job, a new, I, I tell the Shubies, I said, listen, tw I was an owner for 26 years. I said, um, Drexel's a high class organization. They, they have, we have expectations. We, they pay, we pay our people pretty well. They, and, and, but so um, you made a good choice. And I think we made a good choice. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and the other part of it is, is our, the, our team, right? We, we retain like everybody, all, all the two members, right. yeah. you know, in the transition. So our team is the same. So when we say we really ended up being a turnkey operation, it's a turnkey operation. So we bring that 26 years of knowledge right in with the team. And it's been fun to see how it goes last month. It was exciting because, yeah, we're not at the production level we were at pre-merger, but every month we're growing. The we're Drexel family is growing in terms of what right. we're doing and how we go. And we got a lot of big plans for... It'd be really cool if we could share that with Joel. But. Hey, where's Joel? <laughs> hey, Joel Fleischman. Joel Fleischman. So what was your guys' thoughts, um, obviously, coming into things, right? Like, you knew things were going to merge over. You guys were at um, State of Happiness. At least, Kim, when I was there that day, you were there. Kind of asked some questions, feeling it all process, but going from, you know, being your kind of standalone place to coming to the Drexel family, what were your thoughts prior to that? I mean, did you think like it was going to be seamless? Or were you kind of nervous? I mean, what kind of were your thoughts that way? If anybody says that they weren't nervous, I have to tell them I think they're nuts. Because, <laughs> you know, you were stepping a little bit into the unknown. Sure. And in my role, that I knew that um, 
there's a lot of things that I did that Drexel was going to offer immediate support to me because they already had a lot of the departments that I handled behind the scenes. Yep. So I knew immediately I was going to have support in that, you know, we were, we were hovering around 45 employees that sure. I knew that that's where my help was coming yep. really quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Kim. I mean, if, if anybody here tells you that they weren't nervous, we'd be lying to you. Sure. Um, you go from a, a atmosphere where I knew where to go to if I had a first of all if I had a question that it, it was rare we could make decisions and we knew that we had each other's backs yep. right away we knew the chain of command I guess to steal it come January 2nd it was like well this is what I want to do what do I got to do to do this yeah so there's just those kind of things and you know as we've done those things and as we've you know anything from human resources to adding inventory to overtime to extra innings excuse me to other stuff you, you, we just figured it out yeah and I, and I would tell you it's it's been appreciative of joel and andy Rattler. joel who joel fleischman do you, joel fleischman sorry is he around joel um is he in the building <laughs> that was kim Mather. But we really, I mean, we've made decisions. They're really allowing us to really still be the professionals and make those decisions and add stuff we need to add, add for the team and, and make it somewhat seamless as possible. So that's been a, that's been a good thing. They've, we've entrusted them and I feel like they've entrusted us. Yeah, that, that's a really good way to put it. Like they still know, we, we know our people the best, like our team the best yep. and kind of, um, kind of some of the things that they've needed to help them along because I think the one thing that I missed when we made the decision as the group, you know, you kind of come in as, ooh, you were the owners, you made the group. When we announced to the employees, I missed the impact of what it was going to mean in their life. Sure. And it wasn't until after that initial meeting, which we did it on a Friday, yep. um, the, I was overwhelmed by the stories. That and, and the amount of sharing that had happened. And I, I don't know if that is kind of had helped our team stay on board. Like it, it's incredible six months post that we have had nobody resign. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. a very impressive. And I think right. honestly what you're kind of talking about, like you're, you're talking about how, you know, kind of entrusted and that's where I feel like everything I've seen from here is it's unique to have, you know, now growing to almost 800 team members where there is, there's just trust and people trust people like, you know, you do your role and yeah, there's leadership and stuff and there's coaching points, but it's not like this, hey, what's going on over there? Right. Things good? Are things right. good? You know, just check out, you know, it's like, it, there's a trust that's there, which I think is healthy, obviously, right? To operate at a high level. Um, what did you guys, obviously being a working partner with Drexel prior to being part of the family, is there anything that's surprised you that you didn't know Good or bad, <laughs> probably good. But coming into things that you're like, oh, I didn't know that about Drexel. Now that we're part of the family. No, I think they were pretty. Uh, they were a big enough customer. Joel likes to say he was our biggest customer, and I don't know if that was always the case. But um, no, we knew what they were and what they were capable of. And Patrick and I had, had several conversations throughout the years that we knew at some point, Joel and the Drexel family was going to try to do this on the, by themselves. We knew that was coming. Sure. And there was two ways. I mean, we had two ways to do it. If, if it was how it was going to work out like it did, yep. or were we going to end up to be at some point competitors? Yep. So we, we kind of knew that was coming. I would say that we were a close enough customer that we knew everything that they did, the offsite and, 
and the trusses and, and, and I don't think there's the yeah I don't think there's any surprises no I think the I think the surprise has been the smooth don't get me wrong this transition's not easy but it's been fairly yeah, smooth. smooth is not an adjective I would use right there's I mean, been some rocks I mean there's just always things that go on in terms of what happens and what expectations are I think we also have to understand is we we also did only do maybe 20% of Drexel's business right. overall sure. so there's team members currently right now who never really have done business with us or bought product from the DMD location so getting them to understand what we can do, how we can do it, having things go well for them, and they've had good successes. They're like, oh, yeah, this is great. This, Wow, this is a lot better than what I was doing before. So. Yeah, and it seems like, again, just on some of the stuff from communities and whatnot, I've actually not been to your facility yet um, down there, but it seems like anytime somebody walks through Has the door. Has Joel Fleischman been there? <laughs> is that where he's at? He might be actually touring it. He probably put it on his calendar. Hey, we're going to meet on DMD. That's what he's doing. He's checking up to he's say, hey, that's, that's what, what he's, he's doing. doing. He's, he's like, hey, hey we got the podcast. Really, how are those McBank people? Are they okay? Are they treating you okay? I, I don't think they're all they're cracked up to be. You zig, I'm going to zag kind of thing. So, Sorry No, no, you're I'm good. Gonna, I'm going to go back to one other thing that Kim was kind of saying about during the transition thing. The other thing that was really hard to me was, excuse me, you told me the story. <clears throat> excuse me, one of the um, customers that we, Wisconsin customer who we no longer do business with actually, I think had a conversation, I'm not speaking for her, but I think it was Kim. And they said, do you guys realize the type of hole you're going to leave in the market? And to be honest with you, we didn't. We didn't, we just do what we do. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, it was eye-opening for us. And then uh, along with what Kim said, I had some conversations with some longtime guys in the back and they were like, you know, their first question was, Sean, why? Why, why are you doing this? And I don't think any of us here said, and we didn't do any of it for the money. It was, you know, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we can provide and do for our guys, for our guys, our people at that time. So, but that was the other thing that I don't, I don't, don't think, even if I remembered, I wouldn't say which customer it was, but when they said, you guys don't realize the type of hole, because as McMahon, we did things other distributors wouldn't do, or couldn't do, or didn't take the time to the attention to detail. And I think that's something that Joel and the leadership group saw a value in us, because I always kid Joel, even though he's not here. Um, Joel Fleischman, pay Joel Fleischman. <laughs> as long as I'm here, that's not going to change. Yeah. I mean, our, our kind of going above, above and beyond a little bit. Correct. And yeah, yeah. So, and those competitors of, of ours saw that, right? Like, right. if you, you're leaving and going with Drexel, well, I mean, no one else is going above and beyond that way. So, Correct. yeah, that was that was one. That, I'll never forget that yeah. part of it for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, I was kind of referring to on communities. I've seen like it seems like any time a QB brings you know a builder through or whatever it seems like it's an absolute slam dunk and again just seeing what kind of all operates on there and you were touching on you know the shoebies coming through as a new team member which i think the way that we've changed shoe is great as well just you know anytime you can meet more team members and more locations and see what's going on and understand the whole value that drexel has as a whole i think it makes it better um but how long do those kind of tours take when they kind of walk through the facility i mean are you, like, well there's two we're gonna have a little fun with this you're gonna get the b tour you're gonna get the a tour <laughs> <laughs> you knew i was gonna or go there you could get the c tour <laughs> <laughs> that's where they hang doors <laughs> you walk through this way a little easier <laughs> um the builder ones quite honestly we can spend up to an hour and a half Okay. in the shop we can go into some great that's where just walking through the floor just seeing right. everything just, that's we see going the floor, on we go through the process we we explain the history history is important and it's also when you're when you're taking a builder through they want to know that you care 
Yep. They want to know that, um, as we, as I say, we're firemen, you know, because in our industry, people make mistakes. Whether we make mistakes, whether our quarterback or millwork specialist makes mistakes, whether our customer made a mistake, we know also know that millwork is the last package in the home, mm -hmm. so our closing time is big. We're going to run to it. So we try to portray that on the tour. We start in the finish department. We tell them all we know about finish right now. We're working in, how big is that building now? We're at 5,000 square feet? Yeah, we're probably about, about 7,500 uh, square feet, maybe? Maybe 75 to 10,000. And my big project right now is designing and laying out the new one. We're going to go to a 40, between 40 and 50,000 square foot pre-finished area with a lot more automation. Wow. So explaining that, where we've come from, where we're going. And then um, the three of us made a decision, it'll be three years now, we go and do some CNC machinery on both the exterior and the interior side. So um, we're more precise machining than most other vendors out there yep. that you can do. And I think that's that's what Drexel and Team Blue is finally realizing is we're not just a shop. We you we are our own two-step distributor. We're still servicing Illinois and Indiana. We are a two-step distributor. Yep. I, I think the I think the biggest thing with tours with bringing people in is they get to touch and feel and see the people, you know, the people on the lines that care. I mean, right. you, got, you got Ryan, Ryan does a great job of the machine operator, Brady does a great job in the in the shop, Matt, Quentin, Joel on the pre-finish line. Donnie, got Donnie and those guys, Tom. We got, we got such a good crew of people that care about what they're doing and put it out, and then that translate, that translate to conversion and orders. Really, it really does. Once you once you put that human aspect to it, it's not just we. And Sean and I, we've been in a, a number of places across the country here over the last six months, and we are our people are good. Yeah. yeah. In comparison to what we see, the quality we see and the attention to detail that we put into it, you know, making sure your hinges are flush, making sure you're getting a good lock for all the different things. I, mean, I tell this story on tour, and I got to do it because Joel's not here. Well, be careful. We're on the internet. <laughs> no, no. I, we're good. We're live. Hey. <laughs> I, Joel Fleischman. So the one thing that Joel kind of irritated me during the whole transition process, he goes, nobody cares about an interior door. And I'm like, and I didn't know him all that well yet. So this is probably the first time he's hearing this from me. And I'm going, bullshit. <laughs> Until your hinges aren't flush or your screws aren't straight or your latches are pushing center. Care. Then everybody gives a shit, and you're an asshole. Yep. So I'm smiling. <laughs> so, beep. <laughs> so yep. yeah. just gonna be the sound effect guy. <laughs> you're Joel good Fleischman. at that. Joel Fleischmann. Beep's coming in. Um, not to give too much away, but obviously the new building, you're kind of touch on that. Yep. Can you give a preview of, and you just kind of were in terms of square footage with with uh, with the pre-finish you were talking about. Um, just talk about like where you're at right now and what kind of that plan is where we're looking at in Kiwasa. Thanks to Albert, the building grew last Thursday. We're going to be 400 by 900. Okay. Wow. Um, it's a rectangle. It will be, there's going to be, I know for, for as far as we are planning it, the pre-finished department is going to be 40,000 square feet. We're going to work with a vendor because it's on the internet. I'm not going to release that vendor yet. Um, yeah. And um, so, um, we're gonna have some automated door storage. We're gonna have a lot more automation and pre-finish. We're going to add, so we currently have one interior door line. We're gonna have two interior door lines and then a third line, which should be dedicated for just double doors. On the exterior side, we're gonna start with a single exterior line for single doors. Phase two would be to add another one. And then we're gonna have a side light, we'll call it a patio line for an entrance door there. And then we're gonna marry, at that point it will become a distribution center. So we're gonna marry excuse me, the moldings um, with the supply side. 
side, and that will be kind of a shared area. Right. There's, it's, 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 there's just a lot. There's a lot of things that we're going to work on. But there's still. I think. Things. I think the only thing I can tell you with any kind of certainty is we're down to about a size in the um, in the automated door storage and the prefinish area, and then um, production is what we I just started on this week. So getting some quotes on some production machinery and we actually Patrick and I just met with uh, Jason Blinker brought a guy to the table with some automation ideas so we're starting to starting to work on that we're going to try to automate as much as we can and as Patrick stated we've toured we spent about three months on the road toured four or five six six facilities um, the tough part with automation on a door is it's a pretty archaic business and there isn't a lot out there so if there's something out there we're going to have to make it up yeah which is exciting huh Oh, yeah. Challenging. Exciting is one adjective we can use. <laughs> Challenging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it forces you to really think differently. Yeah. It really does. Did so, you guys always have kind of. Sorry, go ahead. No. I, I said, but we're also dealing with wood in a lot of cases. Correct. Wood, steel. Yeah. So you got a lot of variations, things that go on. We do a lot of custom woodwork, you know, in terms of what's going on. So you got a lot of variations. And so when you're dealing in those automation worlds, you got to think about those. And then some of the other phases, there's there's phase two and phase three plans, more things we can do inside that building that can help Drexel be more root to roof, you know, where we can control all things inside. Yeah. yeah. You guys have been in that building since? 2001. 2001. Okay. Was it 2001? March. Uh, yeah, it was February, February of 2001. I always Moving that. facilities is not fun. I always told that there's two things I never want to do. <laughs> I mean, moving apartment to house is not fun, so I can imagine. Mine was facility. moving a facility, and damn it, we're going to end up doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So in going along with the new facility, have you guys as a whole been in that building since, you know, over 20 years now? Is it is there something that you have as like a list on the side where you're like, well, if we ever got to create something, do it our own way, or is that something that until you get to the point where you're like, okay, we're going to build something, does it now happen, or is it something that you've always kind of had where you're like, oh, I, 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 this would be cool, this would be cool, you know, stuff you're just kind of adding in your head we, if that time comes. I'll, I'll, we've always had the idea, like the pre-finish line, we, we basically want to put molding in on one end and wrap it on the outside. Dad talked about that for a long time. He's like, hey, we got to take touches out. Our big thing has always been, and we've done a pretty good job of that over the years in terms of what we're doing. Remove touches. How many touches can you yep. move out? Because yep. every time you touch a product, you have a chance for damage and everything else. So those are the kind of things that we brought. You know, efficiencies, touches, you know, storage, bigger storage areas. I mean, one of the downfalls we have right now is we just, and we did this, what, three, four years ago, got offsite, you know, warehousing. Yep. So we could move bulk stuff because our business had grown so much that we needed to, so we our building right now is currently what fifty six thousand ish ish yeah so fifty six we've got another fifteen thousand feet where we just store material plus another three thousand feet where we do hollow metal so we're we're in three locations already yeah, yeah. so, so we'll back underneath one roof yeah that'd be really nice yeah right <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll come to that yes is there some things we always said in especially in the prefinish area if there's things that you know if we ever can when we do it I think we're gonna do we're it gonna. Right. <laughs> yeah I think we're gonna do it you talked about. Sean kind of talking about archaic and kind of the industry and things like that. What have you guys seen change over the years or haven't you seen change much and maybe where it's where you think it may be going in some ways too? Um, I think I think the machining so some of the some of the machining of the doors has gotten to be more technical. Um, we've chosen to go servo motor versus pneumatic which is again kind of geeky talking but um, it gives you a little more precision. One of the things I noticed right away with when we went from McMahon to Drexel is just velocity. Sure. I mean, just the velocity, the online punch in, punch out, 
you know, can view it right now. Um, our our industry is very very slow to that kind of stuff, in in my in my estimation. And we were, but that was yep. you know revenue driven. You yep. know, we we want to watch what we were doing. And Joel said, you know, we're, you guys just do what you do. We're going to give you the rocket fuel. Remember that, Joel? Rocket Joel. fuel. Joel, Joel Fleischman. <laughs> you need have, you, have you seen Joel? That should be our, that should be our Paul's next. crazy guy. That's what I call him. Paul's crazy guy. Our next drink should be rocket fuel. That's what yeah, I yeah, yeah. Hey, marketing rocket fuel, Joel. <laughs> rocket fuel. So, um, but I, yeah, it's coming. It's still very slow, but it's coming. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I know you have guys haven't got to experience an expo yet. Um, State of Happiness was kind of a little bit on the other side of things to a degree, but... What do you think about Drexel and just in terms of, you know, obviously you have the day-to-day -day work and, and things are busy, like we were just kind of talking about off air, how everyone's always got something going on, but about everything else that kind of Drexel is in terms of just like a team, you know, um, what you guys have seen, maybe going to different locations, having people come through the facilities and things like that. What do you guys kind of feel from Drexel just being a part of the family and, and what kind of that is outside of the true, I'm working on projects and right. stuff like that. Kim, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm probably the one that maybe sensed it the most is it, it would it's weird when we did lunch it was oh make sure that I was going to the store to get this or that make sure that I had it ready at 12 o'clock and they just did the the food ta tailgate on the Friday before Memorial Day and it was like guys what do you need me to do nothing it's done it's, wait whoa, 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 are you You're sure, like, used to that right like, yeah. you know, like I got my checklist of like what's needed yeah 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 bring this you know and all of a sudden it was like I uh, know the only thing if you guys wanted to set tables out outside for it and we're like um we didn't, you know, so yeah. that, you know, so anything in that kind of area that, sure. you know, I was used to having to make sure that all of a sudden you have people coming in to help you with that. Um, everybody kind of jokes the McMahon Company Apparel was one time a year. You had one shot at it and that was it because apparel is hard, people. I don't care yeah, yeah, anybody yeah. Shout out Megan Gassner in marketing. And uh, so the whole fact that, you know, they, they can just pick their t-shirts. It's not, why didn't we have hoodies this year? How come we didn't have, I like this size, this t-shirt instead of that t-shirt. And you're just like, yep. really? Yeah, I'm always talking. Kim, be honest, you were like, I'm not Kohl's. Yeah. This is what we get. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's what I've talked to Megan on that, and that's why she sends out like that detailed email that you know there's like seven, eight, nine, ten questions on there, um, and so Andy Rettler is an inside joke will always respond and ask a question that's already actually called out in there yeah. just to you know tease her that way. But yeah, I, I get it, right? Like yeah. people are just you can't make everybody happy all the time, right? right? And you right. gotta but you gotta put something on paper and or online and go with it and decide. And, right? Yeah. Just You're like having burgers. I really want brats. Right? Yeah. <laughs> really, can't you well, cook? Brats? There is. Yeah. I mean, there is that. I don't eat this. I eat that. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, Patrick, any thoughts in terms of just Sorry, yes, the team, the team feel? Um, I was amazed at how parallel the McMahon culture and the Drexel culture was. I, it was amazing to me. We sitting on the inside, looking out. We were all. I know. I would always wonder, do they like what we're doing? Sure. Uh, this is what we can do. Do they like what they're doing? Um, that culture-wise, it was a pretty parallel pretty parallel marriage in my opinion and had you guys always been at like 45 50 ish people? i think i asked 55 was the top 55 okay at one point i think you would know that better than me oh so we really never went over 50. okay now um if over a summertime if we had like college help come in maybe hovered at 52 okay. uh, but we never were over 50 full-time so nice mm -hmm. very cool yeah i would say our our focus on customer services parallel you know we really want to take care of the customer um, what we did prior to and what we're doing now is all driven by the customer. And that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, any questions you guys have? Yeah, where's Joel? <laughs> I just really come up. Joel Fleischman. Oh my gosh, you guys. Sir. I think we've probably got to cool it a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> We're just getting started. Um, well, I know we talked about it a little bit beforehand, and I know some of you had it kind of recited. So we jump into the billboard. Um, so you got one billboard. It's where everybody can kind of see it. it doesn't have to be work related. It doesn't have to be family related. It can be whatever you want it to be. Um, what's it say and why? Start with Sean. Um, if you always do what's right, you never have to look over your shoulder. It works in all kinds of life. Sometimes, and even sometimes when you have to do the right thing, sometimes the right thing is hard. But if you always do what's right, you don't have to look over your shoulder. For sure. I always heard that if you, you know, if you don't lie or you never told a lie, you don't have to remember what you said before, you know, which is kind of the same way, right? You just do it the right way and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Kim? Um, mine would say, um, be a value in everything you do. So, yeah. I'll elaborate though. Oh, well, you know, it's I mean, just it's pretty, pretty straightforward. It, like, yeah, it, and it's it's kind of true. Like, if you're really like when you think about your work life, your home life, and even like your extracurricular life, if you're not adding to the to the team, yeah. and you, you gotta realize that and step back and say, like, I think it's okay to say this is not my wheelhouse. I was the first, like, with with the guys when they were coming to me talking to me about the CNC equipment. It's the deer in the headlight look. I can't lie about yeah. that. Do you and ever see rusting bitch face? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I have that totally. I really but don't I mean, care. You really, I'm really like, not that it, mean. Truly, because like that's where like I. You, you would know. just look at us and go, "Can we afford it?" And we'd go, "Kim, can we afford it?" She'd go, "Yeah." But again, sometimes it's adding that value and like I can add value here, so I, I need to step back and let you know let, that, let right? You, I need I need to a have trust and faith in you that you guys know what you're looking at and know what you're about to spend the dollars on. But yet I'm not going to add a lot of value here, so I have to step back, you know. So that's just kind of and and my. Um, other things that I do outside of work, I have to realize what my limits are too, sure. and take my step back. She is our older she's sister. older sister. She's so the older she's sister. trying to be in that bike race. She has to understand she's got to. But be she's not the oldest, guy. folks. We found that out yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> look at you! Look at you protecting her right away, saving her. Yes, step up and play. Yeah. So that's yeah. Nice. Patrick, your billboard? Well, billboard? I do have a billboard, and I thought about it very long Do you actually time. have a real billboard? No, that you no, have? no. He no. might. I did. Because <laughs> we talked about it ahead of time, but now it changed. Uh-oh. Oh, it's boy. now Where's Joel Fleischman? No. <laughs> okay, but that's not the real one. Mine was always going to be family first. That's what mine's going to be. And it's growing up in a family business, the things that go on. Made a lot of sacrifices over the years. Dad made a, a ton of sacrifices. Mom and Dad both did. Um in starting the business, you know, mortgaging their house, mortgage, you know, putting their everything on the line, um, was all about doing it. And even um, during the hard times, like 2006, seven, eight, when it was bad, you know, dad stopped. Dad, dad didn't take a paycheck for a long time. Yeah. You know, we took big, significant pay cuts to make it happen because the employees are family too. I mean, and, and we still made, we still gave bonuses and we still did stuff. But we also took care of the family, our own families, you yeah. know, and so that was always important to us. So I would say family first, and that that's all encompassing, you know, yeah. Because our because our team is a part of our family. Yeah, I graduated college in '08, and so obviously it wasn't really you know, you just graduate college, and you're kind of oblivious to what's really going on in the real world. That people have been working for a while and whatnot. Do you feel like making it through in that you know '07, '08, '09, '10, that kind of time frame and getting through things? 
Is there something to you that just feels like we can make it through kind of anything in terms of a work phase when you go through that as a family company and you're like, hey, times are lean, like we're, we're going to cut back here because, you know, everyone's struggling. Like, yeah. do you think you can just kind of make through everything? Is that kind of a... Absolutely. I mean, that was the, and dad would have said it at the time, because he came up in the in the industry back in the late 70s, early 80s, when interest rates were, you know, 19, 20%, and that, those were tough times, but it was, it was what the time was. Mm -hmm. That drastic fall off, the things that happened, you had, you know, Radford go out, Milliken go out, you had all these major players, you know, people that went out, you're fighting for every bit of business that you had. And you, you learn how to play lean, you know. And, and so I think we still, we operate today with that same mindset. I still see him saying it. Failure's not an option. Right. Just Failure's just not an option. Yeah. You do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. It, it is funny when people do visit our office because it is, it is totally antiquated. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's 1970 it's paneling in our No, company. Joel, you don't it's get okay. any plat paneling. No, no. paneling. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, those were the kind of sacrifices that we made that I don't think people realized yeah. coming from the smaller company that, you know, you, you worried more about, you know, what we could paneling. provide for our people instead yeah. of um, taking the paneling off the wall or, yeah, yeah. you know, or yeah, like yeah. we tried to spruce it up by painting and then, you yeah, know, like, like got we got over. really busy and so like you can see where the paint stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think two things taught us that. I think I think that tough time taught us that, but I think COVID also taught us that. Well, that was another realization. I mean, it was hunker down and, and battle through. Right. And, 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 and we had just lost that, right, as COVID was starting, not because of COVID, but we, we had just lost him. So that was our first test as a management group. Yeah. And well, what, a time, would, what a time to go through something, right? Like, all of a sudden, it's like... Not hey, only are we going yeah. through emotional family stuff, then we got that, but I got to be honest with you, COVID's the best thing that happened to us. We got busier than crap. Well, it just—it was just a—it was just everybody hunkered down and people did stuff in their own right. in their own houses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's well, awesome. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you guys being on Joel Fleischman's Happy Hour Podcast, <laughs> episode eighty-three. But Joel's not here. Joel's not here. Um, yeah, I'll make sure to never forget to leave him off of a calendar invite for Happy Hour Podcast again. Um, but I know we had this on the book for books for a while, so I appreciate you guys taking the time, sharing a little bit. And we will make sure to circle back uh, probably sometime later this summer, early fall, and get another check-in and see how things are going. That's awesome. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks, Marcus. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. 83. See ya. Yeah.